This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. It's Odds on Sports on the Fan, brought to you by DraftKings, with your host, John Jastrzemski, JJ After Dark. Let's get it, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Now time for a Monday edition of Odds on Sports, presented by our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. And what a Sunday in the National Football League it was, and you know, I'm lucky enough to have the red zone at home. I'm sure many of you are lucky enough to have the red zone at home. That was one of those incredible witching hours, if you will. I mean, the twists and turns, the back and forth between the Steelers and the Titans, the Browns and the Bengals, the Panthers and the Saints, then that wild finish between the Lions and the Atlanta Falcons. That, like, 15, 20-minute span was just, like, off the rails. And you had some wild and crazy, crazy type of stuff when it comes to specific numbers being hit in Sunday's action. If you had the Browns yesterday laying three and a half, my condolences. I mean, for the Browns to score that touchdown. Now, I was on the right side of it. Hallelujah. Thank heavens. It feels like I have not been on the right side of those sort of games all year. I could give you the laundry list. I'm not going to bore you with that. But as Baker Mayfield leads Cleveland down the field, scores the touchdown, I wonder how many of you saying, wow, this is going to be a miraculous way for me to win my three and a half, only to see the extra point missed. How about the Lions and the Falcons? Todd Gurley could have taken a knee at the one-yard line. We remember, it was either a year ago or two years ago, Gurley with the Rams, they were playing the Green Bay Packers. Could have went in, could have covered a number. Took a knee, wisely, as the Rams ended up running out the clock. He could have done the exact same thing for the Atlanta Falcons. It was like Ahmad Bradshaw in the Super Bowl. He like didn't know what to do. Ends up going into the end zone. And the end result ended up being Matthew Stafford and the Lions going right down the field and scoring on the final possession of the game. And then in that one, you had a wild penalty that moved it all the way back for the extra point being like a 44-45 yard try. So you had all sorts of insanity at 1 o'clock. And it's one of those lessons. I don't want to lecture you as far as what you want to do with your money. But man, if you're a football fan and you don't have the red zone or you don't have Sunday ticket, I don't know how you live. 
I, I, in all honesty, I don't know how you live if you were just relying on either Fox or CBS to give you one or two games because you missed out on all that intrigue, on all that drama, on all that suspense. Didn't get much of that in the second half between the Jets and the Buffalo Bills. Well, the Jets did find a way to cover their first spread of the year. But you had all of that craziness at 1 o'clock. And you're like, all right, 4 o'clock window, kind of tame. Big win for Tampa. Big win for the Niners. The Patriots look god-awful. You might have had, quite possibly, the game of the year, not just from an entertainment standpoint, but you had the game of the year as far as a spread standpoint with the Arizona Cardinals and the Seattle Seahawks last night. I mean, think about some of the wild and crazy plays in that game. From Russell Wilson looking like he threw a pick six to Baker. DK Metcalf running him down. Arizona not scoring a touchdown there. I mean, that was like, oh, geez. How in the world are you going to survive that if you had the Cardinals plus three and a half? Then Seattle has 10-point lead. Looks like Arizona's about to stall out, kick a field goal, make it a seven-point game. Formation penalty. Arizona ends up taking it down, scoring a touchdown. Seattle goes three and out, and then Arizona marches it down the field and gets it overtime. So, if you were an Arizona better at plus three and a half, the minute you see Kyle Murray and company going down the field, you got a knot in your stomach because you're saying the only way I can lose this one is going to overtime. Then it looked like both coaches tried to put on a clinic of how not to win the game. How about Cliff Kingsbury basically settling for a 40-some-yard field goal Seattle's defense is sucking wind. And they didn't even have their kicker ready to go. It's like they iced them, for goodness sakes. The minute Zayn Gonzalez missed that field goal, as someone who had an Arizona plus three and a half ticket, I thought I was beyond dead. Then it looked like Seattle scored a game-winning touchdown. Only to see a penalty flag on the field. I mean, that was one of those moments your heart went in your stomach if you had Arizona... If you were Seattle and you had them, you're jumping for joy. They call it back. Wilson throws the pick. Arizona marches it down and then proceeds to go and kick the game-winning field goal. It was a roller coaster of emotions. And basically what I'm trying to get at, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, is that this is why we love the National Football League. This is why we love NFL Sundays, for what we went through over an 11-hour period, games that appeared to be in the bag, were not. Riding that roller coaster, going through the highs, going through the lows, the best and the worst, all at the same time. We got a Monday night football game later on tonight between the Chicago Bears and the Los Angeles Rams. You got the Rams who starting to get jacked up a little bit now. At six and a half, this is one of my super contest plays. You guys know what direction I'm leaning in, but we'll get Ross Tucker's take on the Bears and the Rams. We'll also get you ready for game six and game seven, potentially, of the World Series. And what a game that was on Saturday. I mean, my goodness, between the Dodgers and the Tampa Bay Rays, the back and forth Saturday night, the Phillips RBI hit, Oroz Narena. Looked like he was dead to rights running the bases. Will Smith can't make the play, but hey, credit the Dodgers. They found a way to overcome that 
excruciating loss. Not a whole lot of teams would do that. As they say, momentum sometimes is as good as the next day's starting pitcher. Clayton Kershaw was a lot better than Tyler Glass now. And that's why the Dodgers won one away from their first title since 1988. So we got a lot to get to. We have our plays of the day for better or worse. Your calls, Ross Tucker, get aboard. 877-337-6666. It's Outside Sports presented by our friends Hoover at DraftKings Sportsbook. Get it all rolling right after this. Welcome back to Odds On Sports, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. We welcome in Ross Tucker for Tux Takes. And Ross, that was the Sunday 1 o'clock window, my brother. That was tailor-made for the red zone. With the Lions and the Falcons, the Browns and the Bengals, the Saints and the Panthers. I mean, you had some spreads that were going down in nitty-gritty, dude. As good as it gets. Incredible, man. Absolutely incredible, JJ. I think I tweeted, at Ross Tucker NFL, that if you could bottle and sell that last two or three minutes of the red zone, I'm telling you, at the same time, Goskowski misses the field goal in Tennessee for the Titans. Sly misses the field goal for the Panthers. The unbelievable comeback and turn of events between the Lions and the Falcons. Baker Mayfield throws the touchdown pass to Donovan Peoples-Jones. I mean, it was there. there is no better experience in sports right now than those couple minutes and I might add JJ they all came up green for your boy I that a boy man listen I felt the same way Lions ended up taking care of me and Ross I think you might have been able to hear the screams all throughout the tri-state area when the Browns missed the extra point after the Baker Mayfield touchdown and that way we're staking Cincinnati plus three and a half that's incredible it was insane. How about this? I mean, I, I said this on the Even Money podcast. I had Detroit plus the two and a half, and they're, they're up by two. Falcons are just running the clock out. You know they're just going to run the clock out, kick a field goal, win by one. That's fine. I got Detroit plus two and a half, like I said. And then Gurley scores a touchdown by accident. The only thing, J.J., that would cost me at that point and he does it. Thank goodness, Matthew Stafford, my hero. There goes my hero with the throw to Galladay, the touchdown pass to Hawkinson. And then even at that point, I still needed Prater to make a 50-something yard extra point to make sure it was locked in. Let's get to the Patriots, and let's get to the Buccaneers. Because right now, Ross, we're you know, nearing the halfway point in the year. Tampa Bay looks like a legitimate contender in the NFC. The Patriots are sputtering every which way. I mean, we'll see how this plays out over the next couple of years, but I do believe it's fair to say year one, advantage Brady over Belichick after their divorce. Reasonable? Oh, of course. I mean, look, it's not, it's not a done deal yet. We know that. But the Patriots, that's two games in a row now where they have looked bad, really bad. Cam looks confused. He doesn't have great people around him. Meanwhile, Brady is lighting it up. 45 points on the road against the Raiders. You know, look, I don't think this one year is enough of a sample size for us to say for years and years. But certainly so far, it would appear as if Brady was a more important part of the duo with he and Belichick than Belichick was. Russ, before we get to this Monday night game, as good as the 1 o'clock window was, Dude, 
the Seattle-Arizona game, for my money, game of the year in the NFL. All the twists and turns. And not just from like an entertainment standpoint, from a Vegas standpoint. Seattle's up by 10. Then if you're Arizona, if you took them plus the three and a half, you're rooting for Seattle to get a first down. I mean, all of the emotions that were back and forth between those two teams. Russ, that's another thing. They got to put Seattle on Sunday night. Week after week after week, you're guaranteed a good game. Well, and that's the thing. It kind of caught up to him, though, you know? I mean, I had said that I was going to – I took Arizona with the three and a half, but I just felt like Seattle would win the game late because that's what Russell Wilson does. He always finds a way to win the game late in the game. The thing is, though, you're not going to be 100% successful doing that. He, he Look, he's got as high of a batting average as any quarterback in those situations, but last night was the one. I mean, that was the one that he wasn't able to get it done. He throws three picks, doesn't come up with the key third-down conversion, and they lost. You don't see it very often, but I think when you play those kind of games all the time, you're bound to lose some of them. All right, Ross, let's get to Monday night. You got the Chicago Bears and the Los Angeles Rams, a battle between a 5-1 team and a 4-2 team. And this line is slowly but surely working towards L.A. almost at a touchdown. I'm seeing it right now at DraftKings over at 6.5. We know how spunky the Bears have been. But I'm always leery, Ross, of these underdogs that tend to become far too popular. I feel like everywhere I go and everybody I've talked to over the last few days, it sure seems like everybody is rolling with the Chicago Bears. Are you one of those guys that's rolling with the Bears here tonight? Yeah, I, I don't understand the line. I mean, I, I think that – and the thing is, too, is the total keeps coming down. So how can the line be that high when the total keeps coming down? The Bears' defense is legit. I think this is a toss-up game. I think it's a 50-50 game. Look, the Rams might win, certainly. Bounce back from the Niners' loss. But six points or wherever it's at right now, I will gladly take those points. All right, so you're rolling with Chicago. Um, as far as the total, you think this is a low-scoring type game? Total of 45. Right. I do think it's a low-scoring game, and that's what you know 2020 has, has not been for the most part. But 45 is not that low. I mean, back in the day, low totals were like 38, 39, 40, 41. Now you're at 45. I'm not sure it gets there. Don't have a great feel for that one. I probably would go under – but I feel much better about the Bears and the points than I do about the total. Ross, fantastic stuff. We will chat tomorrow. Enjoy Monday night, all right? Absolutely. Take care. Good stuff there from Ross Tucker. And Ross and I are going heads up on this particular matchup. Ross rolling with Chicago. And I have to admit, I tweeted this out earlier today. It sure seems like the entire world is on the Chicago Bears. And I know the Bears have burned me on a few occasions. They burned me in week one against the Lions. Still salty about that. They burned me in week three against Atlanta. Shame on me for being dumb enough to put money on the Atlanta Falcons. Then again, that was when the switch was made from Mitchell Trubisky to Nick Foles. That said, I'm going with the Los Angeles Rams. I like the Rams here. Major bounce back spot for them after the tough loss to the Niners. They're now back at home. Their offense normally looks a lot better 
when they're playing in that building. And I know they have not been lighting up the scoreboard. And I don't get the sense the Bears are going to go and give up 30-plus points in this game. I just expect this will be a game in which Chicago's offense struggles. And the fact that this line now is creeping towards a touchdown, I think the late money and the late push is all I need to see. And I've liked this game all week. I felt good enough to put in my super contest plays. For those of you unaware, five picks. Rams are one of those picks this week. So I have it at six. I gladly lay six and a half. I think this will be 27-17. That sort of game. I wouldn't go anywhere near the total tonight. Total right now is at 45. I don't have a great sense for the total. Now, it did move down two points. But a lot of heavy juice coming in on the under. 69% of the tickets are coming in on the under tonight. So heavy, heavy juice on the under. Uh, I'm not going near the total. I'm giving you one play tonight. We'll try to make it a four-in-one week. It was a very good Sunday for us. Very good Sunday. Hopefully the Rams will be the ones to cooperate. Now, if you're looking ahead to the baseball, and we had the Dodgers last night. We had the Dodgers in the series. And if you look right now, heavy public contingent coming in on Tampa Bay. Because I'm seeing 60% of the tickets on Tampa. And the line is basically locked in across the board. 137 consensus. A little higher over at DraftKings. Dodgers a little bit more of a hefty favorite. But Tampa will have the advantage of having their whole bullpen. They did not really use any of the A relievers on Sunday. Which means Sunday, extra day off Monday. Kevin Cash and company can let it rip. The disadvantage for Tampa is that they've been in that bullpen over and over and over again. Dodgers are going to win this series. I'm just not sold quite yet on whether or not it's going to end tomorrow night or whether or not it's going to end Wednesday. So the good news for me is I can let it marinate now for another day. And when we're doing our Tuesday edition of Odds on Sports, I will give you my play. For the Dodgers in the race. But right now, my focus is on the Rams. Uh, not ready to fire in my Game 6 World Series play. At least quite yet. Let's head to Queens and the great Jeff Money. He's up next on the fan. What up, Money? What up, JJ? Like we were saying before, fantastic uh, Sunday as far as watching ability. And I also have that red zone. You can't do it without that. Oh, Jeff. I mean, if you do what we do, and you're into all these games... Sometimes you can be a prisoner of what the networks give you. I mean, you could end up getting screwed. You get one local game and you're missing out on great finish after great finish after great finish. It is an unbelievable investment. I mean, I've had Sunday ticket for years, which kind of allowed me in the past to be my own red zone, which is kind of cool. But who needs that if they're taking you game to game to game and not every week. Do we get these great finishes? This was one of those Sundays where every finish it felt like was absolutely outrageous. Absolutely. Even though I wasn't on the right side this week, but that's all right. You know, I had a you had a fantastic three in one day. I went one and three, but I did hit on Thursday to go two and three so far for the week. Uh, but we'll see how it goes today. Today we're against each other. I like the Bears plus the six. You know, I put I gave out my pick early. It was plus six, so that's the line. Yeah. Listen, you should be. Lucky and fortunate that you locked it in at six. 
because that line is now at six and a half. And listen, that half point sometimes can be the difference. You never know how that all shakes out. Now, I don't advise, Jeff Money, a lot of instances for folks to go and buy points. I, I, I just think in many cases it's counterproductive. Um, but for you, you don't have that luxury. You know, you don't have that problem, I should say, because you're good. You got it at six. The number is locked in at six. And we'll see now if Nick Foles can keep the magic rolling. And isn't it amazing what he's been able to do, Jeff Money, coming in off the bench with Philadelphia and now with Chicago? I mean, he has changed the entire landscape of their season. Oh, absolutely. It should definitely be a tough game. Like you were talking before about buying – you know, if it was six and a half, maybe you want to buy it at seven. But at six, you know, that's you know, I don't think you have to buy it that. But as far as uh, the matchup with Foles, oh, yeah, it should be good. I hope they hang in there. We'll see what, how it goes. Well, what I'm curious to see, Jeff Money, in this game, and I appreciate the call as always, who's going to do a better job of handling the pressure? Is Jared Goff going to be able to handle a beat-up Khalil Mack from the outside? And on the flip side, we know Aaron Donald is the best defensive player in all football. He now can certainly disrupt. Is he going to be able to disrupt Foles and the Bears? That's what I'm banking on. Set of Rutherford, New Jersey. John Carlo. What's up, John Carlo? JJ, about to tell the kids they got to go to Bergen Community College instead of Princeton. But anyway. Oh, be careful. Um, Come on now. Listen, make sure you got that Princeton fun all saved for the kids. Come on now. And then you have your fun. Dude, I'm a teacher. I bet $25 at the, at the window they laugh at me. So hey, listen, I, do what you're comfortable doing. That's what I say, man. Bet what in your means. Listen, Amen man. to that. <laughs> so I want to know, I'm just going to put it out there. Drove to FanDuel, Denise Rutherford, and I, it's ironic you just said buying points because I got, I parlayed the Bears getting seven and a half and under 54 and a half. Parlayed both of those, man, and it looked too tempting. You go up there and I'm like, you show me what you guys got. So I don't know if it was buying points. I guess it was because of the parlay. They gave me the extra points. You might have got a bonus there, John Carlo, because I don't think that's that much of a boost going from when when you throw in the parlay today? Tonight, man. I got the So you threw it in tonight. All right, that makes sense then. So if you went from six and a half to seven and a half, you probably got a couple extra points on the total. Hey, John Carlo, I have the Rams minus six. What? Uh, give me a seven-point Ram win, baby. You win and I win. Everybody wins. I, I, I'm cool with that. You got a bonus at seven and a half. I'm rooting for you, pal. Listen, I'm not rooting for you over, you know, my particular beak. But hey, that's what makes this fun, you know? Just make sure you're doing it responsibly. That's all. Let's head to Queens. Connor joins us. What's up, Connor? Hey, JJ. I uh, haven't heard the rest of your show, so I don't know what you talked about so far, but I got to talk to a guy that understands about those bad beats. So this weekend, for me, it was the Browns minus three and a half. Granted, they should have probably never been there, right? But when you're there, you think you're going to get it. Oh, Connor, I get it, man. Listen, I was on the other oh, end man. of that one. So it just goes to show you one man's so the, misfortune the, the favor, is another man's right. fortune, and I feel for you, bro, because listen – I had Houston a week ago. They have a seven-point lead with two minutes to go, and they don't end up covering whatever it was, the three, three-and-a-half against Tennessee. So, yeah, that's one of those games, kind of that for sure is so, keeping you up at night. So what about – I haven't heard what you said about Penn State. I mean, there was I, – I had Penn State in a teaser, right? So I teased them down to, to just to pick them. Of course, the other end of the teaser covered. So all I needed to do was for them to win. 
That was one of the worst calls I've ever seen. Yeah, and you're speaking to someone, Connor, who has family ties to the Nittany Lions. My sister right now is a sophomore at Penn State. She was not particularly happy about that call. I know my buddy, the Nittany Lion, Mike Fliegelman, was not happy about that call. And listen, Penn State shouldn't be in that position against Indiana. But yeah, I felt they got the short end of the stick on Saturday. You guys are all fired up. A whole lot of bad beats. A whole lot of dramatic wins. Hey, the twists and turns of a football Sunday in October. All right, we'll get you ready for Monday Night Live. I'm not going anywhere. I'm with you right up until 8 o'clock. A lot more of your calls. We'll get to the Jets. We'll get to the struggles of the Patriots. The brilliance right now of the Buccaneers. who are only going to get better with Antonio Brown coming to town. Get aboard. 877-337-6666. We'll come right back. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.